Good evening and welcome to E-Bible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 21 of Revelation chapter 6. And we're continuing to look at verse 12 and 13. And I'll read um, from the beginning of verse 12. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And this has caused us to go looking further or deeper into the Bible to try and understand the language of sun, moon, and stars. And we saw in our last study how God created the sun, moon, and stars as timekeepers and light bearers. Uh, I should have mentioned, probably, that God had already created light, uh, as it says, well, let's read from Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, uh, it it wasn't until um, the fourth day that God created the sun, moon, and stars, as we read Earlier, or in our last study, let me read in verse 14 of Genesis 1. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And then he says in verse 16, And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Well, this was... On the fourth day, three days after he already created light. And how are we to understand this? Well, God uh, it simply spoke and created light. And the world was enlightened, as the Bible says. And there's no hindrance to God. There's There's no difficulty for him to do this. He could create light and just make light. Um, to enlighten the earth, and and he could have kept it that way. But he also uh, determined to create light bearers. And on the fourth day, when he created the sun and moon and stars, he attached the light that he had already created to these um, celestial bodies, to to these heavenly creations. He he put the light in the sky so that the inhabitants of the earth would have to look up and they would see these lights. They would, of course, see the bright shining light of the sun during the day. And at night, they would see the, the glowing moon and the light of the stars as as they looked up into the night sky. And God did this in order to appoint them for times and seasons to give mankind 
a system of keeping track of time and also a system that God would follow in his word, the Bible, as he would also hide within the scriptures a biblical calendar of history that would be uh, bound to these timekeepers as well as the systems of timekeeping that men would develop with their calendars. Of course, God's calendar would be most accurate and and would be the supreme calendar uh, to be considered over all other calendars as the calendars of men um they're they're not perfect as god's calendar would be perfect uh, and and so god created the sun moon and stars for timekeepers and as an illustration a vivid illustration of things that he wanted to teach mankind the lord says in isaiah chapter 45 in verse 7 the following, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, Jehovah, do all these things. God forms the light and God creates darkness. He is the creator of all things. And now he has created a new creation. He has inhabited the earth. He has many creatures uh, that he has formed and fashioned. He has made the animals and the insects and the plant life. And he has especially made one creature after his own image, mankind. And he has told man to um, to multiply and and to fill the earth. And the creatures also multiply. And these creatures are bound to the earth. And every day they look up, they lift up their heads, and they see this bright, shining object that lightens their world around them. And then that object goes down, the sun goes down, and darkness overtakes the earth. But even in the darkness, they can look up and see the shining of the moon and the shining of the stars and and man wonders as he views these things as sometimes laying upon the grass with his hands behind his head and he gazes upon these heavens and and he he stands or or just is in awe and in wonder that these things can exist that there are these lights just up there in the sky. And how did they get there? Well, God placed them there, of course. And God tells us that another reason for their creation is to give testimony of his very being, of his existence, of his person. In Psalm 19, uh, we, we read in this Psalm of David, beginning in verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Now, that's a very important statement. The heavens declare the glory of God. This means that as any man would look up into the heavens, that he is receiving 
a declaration of the glory of God, and it is um, a, a testimony, an illustration of the handiwork of God, that God formed the lights that we see above us. And it goes on to say in verse 2 of Psalm 19, Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. What speech are they uttering? Do they literally talk to us? No, no, it is, it is the speech, uh, it is the witness of their very being, of their creation, that there had to be a creator to place the sun exactly where he placed it. Now we, uh, learned this relatively recently in time, uh, past generations would not have known, perhaps, that, that if the sun were positioned uh, any further away, the the earth would be too cold to be inhabited. Or if it was positioned any closer, the earth would uh, be too hot and and could burn up. No, it was positioned perfectly where it is as God stationed it and established it and placed it precisely in the the one place that it could perform its functions, it could keep time, it could uh, shed light upon the earth, and this light would be necessary for the existence of life itself. Mankind could not survive without the light of the sun. And, and God uh, created this great light to rule the day in order to teach man to speak it, through the 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 very um, shining uh, light that it that it um, it gave to all uh, of the people of the earth to testify to each one of his own existence. It goes on to say in verse three of Psalm nineteen, there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. This is in all the world. You know, the Bible tells us that mankind knows deep down in their uh, soul or deep down in their conscience, they know deep down in their heart there is a God. And they know one one big way that they know because they have seen the sun and they have seen the moon and the stars. And these things have spoken Every single day that man has been alive upon the earth, and it doesn't matter what language a person speaks, if it's Chinese or Spanish or English or uh, Hindi, it doesn't matter at all. This is uh, a declaration that is made understandable to every person, uh, regardless of the language they speak. It uh, transcends spoken language, and it is a declaration right to that person's heart that there is a God. Now, sadly, mankind, in his desperate rebellion against God, denies this um, this speech. He denies hearing this declarative language, this testimony 
from the heavens and and he denies that that there is a god as it says in Romans chapter 1 in verse 17 for therein is the righteousness of god revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. The word hold would probably be better translated as suppress. They they are suppressing, holding back the truth. And then in verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And the the creation of the sun, moon, and stars are a declaration of his eternal power and Godhead. And it leaves mankind without excuse. It speaks to every human being, no matter what language they happen to know and understand this is something that speaks directly to their their uh, inner being and it goes on to say in Psalm 19 in verse 4 their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world in them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Well, that's interesting. God is directing our attention in this psalm to the heavens, to the creation of the light bearers, the timekeepers, the sun, moon, and stars. And then... He, he suddenly changes, uh, course and, and speaks of the son as a bridegroom. A bridegroom that's coming out of his chamber and a strong man to run a race. And we wonder, why does he do this? Well, God has created the physical, the literal sun, moon, and stars that we can see with our, our eyes, our physical eyes. And, and yet, he did so, yes, um, as physical light bearers to to shine light on this world, or else the world would be in complete darkness. And he did so as a means for uh, time to be kept. But also, there's another reason that God created the sun and the moon and the stars. And that is a spiritual reason. They are representative of spiritual things. And and here we begin to get a glimpse into what the sun may represent. It, as the, the sun is likened to a bridegroom. Now, where have we heard the language of a bridegroom before? Well, we, we heard that in John chapter 3 from John the Baptist. In John 3, in verse 29, it says, He that hath the bride 
is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. Now this is referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. John is is speaking of him as the bridegroom. And we, uh, we quickly understand, oh, this is um, a reference to the spiritual marriage between the Lord Jesus and those that he came to save, all of the elect. They are the bride, and he is the bridegroom. He is the husband, and, and God has entered into a spiritual marriage with them. Well, that would mean that the reference to bridegroom in Psalm 19 identifies with Christ. And and yet the Son is spoken of as a bridegroom. Therefore, the Son, S-U-N, the uh, Son that enlightens the world during the day, is a picture of Christ. And uh, we we could gather that from just the reference to the bridegroom. But let's let's um, look at the sun, moon, and stars. And we'll begin with the sun. And now we're going to look for the deeper spiritual meaning of each of these things. And, and God created the literal uh, world. He created the sun, the moon, and the stars this universe, this entire creation, he spoke. And these things literally came into being. These are physical objects that, that, uh, have substance. They, they do exist. They can be seen. They can be observed and, and, and analyzed and so forth. But God is also the creator of the spiritual heavens and the Bible the Word of God is that which unfolds the spiritual heavens. The, the light of the literal sun and literal moon and literal stars is good and, and fine to, um, to shed light upon a literal world. And all the people of the world they they can see these things if if they're not blind they can see the sun and see the moon and see the stars they realize when the light of the sun is shining they can tell when the sun has gone down and and when the moon and stars then begin to shine during the night they're aware of of these things they can see them and and they have knowledge of them but there is another celestial body there is another a heavenly host that the Bible refers to. And it is a spiritual heavens. It, it is God creating in the scriptures. He reveals this creating a spiritual host of heavenly lights that shed light upon the darkness of the world in the spiritual realm. And the world, first of all, doesn't recognize for the most part that it is in darkness spiritually. They, they don't 
admit to this very well. And, and yet the Bible tells us that the world is lying in darkness. We read in John chapter 1, in, in John 1, it says in, um, in verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And that's speaking of Christ. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. There is a apt description of the darkness of mankind, when the light, God himself, who is the essence of light and life, enters into the world, and they comprehended it not. They, they did not see this, this glorious, this brilliant spiritual light that entered into the world. They, they thought evil of him. They thought he had Beelzebub. They thought that he cast out devils through the, the power of the prince of the devils. Uh, can you imagine the, the darkness, the blindness of man to, uh, to miss the things that Christ had done, to miss the things that he had said, to not understand that he was the light of the world, and yet they did. And, and so we see that the world lieth in darkness. And it's a thick, uh, it, it's a, a, a very gross darkness that mankind is in spiritually. And God established a spiritual heavens to enlighten the darkness of the world in the spiritual realm. He, he created the physical heavens to enlighten the physical earth, and he created the spiritual heavens to enlighten the darkness that was upon the earth in mankind due to their fall into sin. And the Bible, the word of God, is what spread out these spiritual lights, these gospel lights. The Bible, in a sense, spread out the sun and the moon and the stars to enlighten the earth. Because without the Bible, these lights could not be known. Without the Bible, the the darkness of man would remain. And this is why God said to carry his word into all the world as a testimony unto all men. Wherever the Bible went, the light came. And, and the spiritual lights of the gospel were established. And where the Bible was not, they remained in spiritual darkness. And, and so the Lord, uh, through his word, unfolded the gospel lights to mankind. And he used the sun, moon, and stars to typify and to figure these gospel lights. In Psalm 84, in Psalm 84, we, we read there in verse 11, 
it says, For Jehovah God is a sun, and that's S-U-N, and shield. Jehovah will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Jehovah God is a sun. Now, when we come to the Bible and and we're trying to understand what God has said, uh, we look up words, we look everywhere the word sun is found, for instance, in order to understand the spiritual significance of that word. And while we're searching every place God gives us the word sun, we're looking for God to give a spiritual definition, to define that word spiritually. And in Psalm 84:11, he does that. For Jehovah God is a sun and shield. God is a sun. And this is the same word as in Genesis 1, when he created the sun, the, the greater light to rule the day. And it's the same word that, that's found often in the Bible and, and used of the physical sun. And, and that's because it is a great light and God is the greatest of lights. There's no physical light that is greater than our sun that we can see. Of course, there's bigger stars and, and they're suns, but they're at such a distance. They don't give the earth that much light at all. No, it is the sun that is the greatest light that, uh, lightens the day. Um, for mankind so that we can see and go about our daily business. And, and that great light typifies the light of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. The light that enlightens this earth is a type and a figure of eternal God.